Joe here. This is a special bonus episode in recognition of November being Epilepsy Awareness Month. I'm not sure if I brought it up on any past episodes, but I've been living with epilepsy for more than half my life now. It's not something I discuss often, mostly because it's well-maintained with a consistent medication regimen. Also because it tends to make other people uncomfortable, but I'm breaking that habit with this new piece of content. Almost two years ago, a very close friend of mine was diagnosed with post-traumatic epilepsy after taking a big fall at work and suffering a traumatic brain injury, or TBI. Since then, my friend, whose name is Drew, by the way, has been averaging about one seizure a month, give or take. He's in a battle to find the right doctor and the right medication mixture and dosage to quell the seizures. Since his diagnosis, Drew has been an advocate and a voice in the epilepsy community by starting fundraisers and working directly with the Epilepsy Foundation to play an active advocacy role. He's been raising awareness about living with the disease through his YouTube channel, Hiking with Epilepsy, as well as the live streams on his Instagram. So we had a chance to hang out last week and decided to do a little cross-promotion while we were together. Now, because his channel is dedicated to being outdoors, he set up a little table in his backyard and we recorded the conversation both in audio and video formats. You can find the video on Drew's YouTube channel. Be sure to send him some love and tell him I sent you. Also, it was a little breezy the day we recorded. I tried to clean up the audio as best as I could, but I apologize for any extra noise in the background. Anyway, here is my sit down with my very good friend Drew from Hiking with Epilepsy. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Epilepsy, welcome to Out in the Woods, episode six, part six. And today I have a guest with me, my good friend Joe. Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Good to meet. Good to see you again. Good to be here. Hey. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? He, and if you guys saw my last episode, I was just like I always do. I talk fast and cut it, like someone said. I cut him off. <laughs> he has a show called a podcast called A Dark Tale. And I put the link for his website on there at Darktail Podcast. Check that out, please, at darktail.com. Ted? Yeah, like Drew said, I'm the host of a true crime podcast. To be a little bit more specific, uh, a Darktail true crime podcast is what you want to actually search for if you're interested in anything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's me as well as uh, my co-host, James. We go uh, week by week. Well, we try to go week by week. We're fairly inconsistent. But... uh, yeah, we go week by week, different cases from uh, different eras in history, talk about the psychology of the the case that we're discussing, and try to do deep, honest dives just to focus on the truth and focus on the victims. So if you're interested, like Drew said, follow the link to adarktale.com, as well as my Twitter and Instagram handle, um, adarktalepod, at adarktalepod. So that's where you can find me if you're looking. <laughs> 
and I'll post that at the bottom corner of the video for you guys to see. And also have links to everything, all of Joe's social media platforms on the video description. I'm fairly easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> and there's an app, right? Um, well, there's a few of them. There's uh, the Stitcher app. There's... Um, Are you on Apple Podcasts too? I'm on Apple Podcasts. Uh, so you've got Apple users can all find the major all the major platforms. I know that's like the worst thing to say is so like yeah, look on all the major platforms. But well, it's good. I mean, it's easier for like if an Apple, if it I'm really an Apple is. user, I can look on Apple Podcasts. There's his podcast. So yeah. there you go. It's Apple, Android, Google, wherever you're looking. Stitcher, Podbean is actually our streaming host, so you can look on the or download the Podbean app and. All our catalog is there. It's all completely free. It's completely ad-free. So, uh, yeah, it's out there for you to, to listen to and enjoy. So Joe said something interesting. Uh, his episode is ad-free, and today is my very first episode of Out in the Woods. It's sponsored by Expedition Gear of New Jersey. Please check them out on Facebook, and I believe they now have an Amazon page where they do sell military surplus and outdoor gear. So check them out. They sent me this wonderful jacket. This is an Outdoor Research 800 Goose Filled Down jacket. It weighs like an ounce, and I'm sweat. I'm already getting super hot. In it. We're sitting here in the sun, and I'm a little bit chilly, and I have a thick hoodie as well as a long sleeve flannel underneath, and uh, some pretty nice pants on. And Drew's got this. It this, feels like a feather. It looks <laughs> a lot heavier than it is. It's uh, it's a nice jacket. Um, it feels flimsy, to be honest with you. Um, and the guy's name's Joe, who owns the company. So, um, Joe, it felt flimsy, and I was kind of like, I don't know Skeptical about Skeptical about it? Yeah, I was like, you know, I'm I used to be. synthetic, like, heavy, bulky jackets, but... For man. those just listening, it's just, like, this basic jacket, and yeah. it looks, uh, like Drew said, flimsy. It's, but it's warm. It's, <laughs> it's really warm. Like, no joke. He's sitting comfy. Yeah, so um, I know on these shows we usually constantly go over um, epilepsy topics. So I just want to brush on one topic via epilepsy because we are called Hiking with Epilepsy. And I say we now because Samantha has been a staple. My wife, Samantha, has been a staple on my show. So um, Shout Joe, out to Sam. Yeah, shout out to my wife, <laughs> Sam. She's uh, in the house with the baby right now. So, so. Joe, um, for those of you who don't know, we did mention in the last episode, Joe also has epilepsy. So why don't you go ahead and explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So I don't know if any of my listeners that are listening now uh, are aware. I don't think I've ever brought it up on my podcast. It's never been, you know, an issue where we needed to talk about it. So what is epilepsy awareness month this month? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's and, why I got uh, the purple sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have to say, Drew, you've been a lot more active in the advocacy of epilepsy and that's uh inspired me to step my game up so i appreciate it man yeah yeah you've been a, a big inspiration myself but yeah i was diagnosed when i was 15 i had my first seizure in uh center city philadelphia and it scared the shit out of everybody because nobody knew what was happening and uh i wasn't any kind of drug user or you know i didn't there was nothing to, uh, like in Drew's situation, uh, what would you say? I, 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 nothing I, brought it on. Right. I, I just kind of keeled over and went into convulsions. Um, now, did they isolate what was your what was the root cause of your seizures? Like, do you have frontal lobe epilepsy, temporal lobe, or what? What do they like locate in your brain where you're having abnormalities? Uh, no, no, nothing. There was nothing ever abnormal on any brain scan. 
Really? So, yeah. Because it's like, I don't know if I told you, but recently it took up until last month to finally get my yeah. official temporal lobe epilepsy diagnosis. So, right, right. I mean. So that's good that you know what's going on. Yeah, finally. You yeah. know, like they've been calling me. Oh, you're probably. It's At one point they were saying it was um, psychogenic because they're like, nothing's showing up. Hmm. But I never had seizures before the accident. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I never lost time. And, you right. know, what it's like to just lose time. Yeah. I, so, I Yeah, I lose time. Well, the. I'm going on six years in January. Congratulations, by the way. That is so awesome. I wish you'll get there. You'll get there. Now that you're on the right path. Yeah, I got a new epileptologist, by the way. So wish me luck, people. (laughs) Hopefully this is the one. I think it is. I think so, too. It took me a long time when from that from that initial diagnosis of uh, um, juvenile seizure disorder was the initial diagnosis. And. From there, it was a trial and error period for about three years. Uh, multiple doctors. Um, this one didn't work. That one didn't work. Yeah. Different cocktails of medications. And finally, when we hit the right mark, it was like, okay, now it's up to me. And for a long time, I was very impatient and ignorant to the fact that I need this was going to be a daily thing for me for the rest of my life. And it was a, a denial thing I was facing for a long time. And I eventually came around, and now I'm, I'm healthy for the past six years. Uh, my significant other as well has been a tremendous role in in keeping me healthy. So we're both very lucky to have ladies by our side keeping us in line because it's uh, frustrating sometimes. I think we're losing the sun. <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. Um. Yeah, Joe's right. Without without the support of our significant others, I don't I don't think there's any and woman family. on earth that and would family. and yeah, and family um, who would ever beside our family would ever tolerate our bullshit because yeah. Kepra can make us real. I, I real talk. I'm making this like an age restricted episode, so <laughs> Kepra makes us real assholes. <clears throat> like no bullshit, it makes us assholes. It's and realistically. There's days, and I, I know you know I'm on Depakote, but there, if you don't have a medicines that balance you out or the right cocktail, you can either just be a pure dickhead all day or the biggest sweetheart who sleeps all fucking day. It's one or the other. I but, mean, I think a lot of it has to do with your own personality. I'm not calling you an asshole oh, I am an by asshole. nature, but <laughs> we all have our moments. But yeah. as far as the medication goes, it definitely, I definitely notice mood swings within myself and that's something that i as a side effect i use cannabis to mellow me out and level me out but on a daily basis i have to learn how to control that that's what i've come to the realization of that might be different for other people but for me i've come to the realization that i have to learn to control my attitude my uh my mood and you know face the day with a um positive attitude yeah, and, and and it helps. It's hard, but you know some people are just dumb and ignorant, and you want to <sighs> you want to call them out and lash out. Yeah. But I some people it, find cooler it, heads prevail. God damn, it is getting warmer. This jacket, all right, Joe. This jacket is super warm. I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to take it off just for a minute, just to cool down. Jesus, yeah, Capra. You're taking Capra right now too, aren't you? I do. Yeah. I take Capra as well as Depakote. Yeah, so you're pretty much on the same. Only thing different is I take Vimpad as well. Okay. 
I take 400 milligrams of Impact. Yeah, the world, you guys already know pretty much what I take. I've went over that like a thousand times. I don't give a shit. It's it's been switching all the time. You know, they play with meds here, play with meds there, add one here, take one away there. You know, it's it was like that. I think that may be more common than we think. It is medic. Um, it's my first neurologist told me that it's the finding the right cocktail is just drinking the right drink. It was a stupid analogy, but it kind of made sense. Finding that right drink that you like that you'll that will get you drunk. I'm like, what? He's like, well, think about it. That's kind of the opposite of what you yeah, want to tell him. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. He's like, think about it. You find one drink you like, right? And you like that taste. You're gonna keep drinking it, right? Well, when you find that one med that you like and that works, your body likes and your brain likes, it's gonna just take to it and control the seizure activity, control the misfires. I'm like, that's a stupid analogy, but I understand what you're trying to say. It's a I very stupid also, analogy. It it also has to do with diet. I think it also has to do with uh, exercise and physical activity. It's always good for you. Oh, yeah. I don't do it enough. I try as much as I can, but that's a lie. I don't try as much as I can. I should do more. But, I, uh, yeah, I, I need to step my game up in the, in the gym. But Now that we lost that sun, I'm starting to feel cold. So I <laughs> just <laughs> back up. Um, yeah, so we uh, both – Joe's had epilepsy for a lot longer than I have. My epilepsy was just, I never really understood it. You know, um, even as an EMT, I never really, we we treated patients by putting O2 on them. Um, Apparently that's happened to me a bunch of times, but I don't remember it. Like my most recent seizure, I don't remember. Actually, this guy came to visit me in the hospital. So (laughs) shout out to you. Thank you again. Of course. well, you were there for me as a kid, so yeah. the, I had no the idea. script is now turned. The yeah, script I know. is it's, now flipped. Who would have thought, God, was that like almost 15 years later, right? Almost 10, 15 years. No. Yeah. Yeah. 10, yeah. 15 years later, here he is coming to visit me in a hospital for seizures. Yeah. Who would have freaking thought? But, but that's the way the world works. Just crazy stuff happens. And um, I never understood. It's unfortunate, but I mean. You know, at this point, like, you, you understand, we kind of grow to just accept it as a part of our lives and just don't even think about it. You know, I, I, I'm cognizant to the fact that I can have a seizure at any time. Yeah. But I try not to make it as, um, you, you don't dwell on it. Yeah. On because if I do base. that, then I won't go outside. Then why, you why won't would, function. You'll, I, you'll yeah. completely shut down. I did that all 2019. I think I did that for a long time as a kid. Uh, yeah. I mean, once my doctor told me I was probably going to be medicated for life. Yeah. And uh, that's what hit me, too, when they said you're probably going to be on medication for the rest of your life. I I can remember clear as day sitting in the bed uh, at the diagnosis and the doctor saying, well, you're going to have to be on some sort of mixture of medication. And I said, "Okay, well, for how long? (laughs) No, it's that's undetermined at this point. I'm like, what do you mean? He was well, it might be forever. It might be for a short time. You could outgrow it. I was 15, so nobody knew, really, even the doctors. Um, also, I have a family history, so that plays a role as far as frequency and the types of seizures and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But So did they diagnose – is that like genetic epilepsy? Is that like myclonic? Or did they say that it's probably genetic? I think the genetics had to have some sort of play in it, although – It bypassed Jamie, though. Yeah. My youngest, my younger brother. How about yeah. Danny? No problems with Daniel. So both my younger brothers, I'm the oldest out of three. Yeah. Um, Me and him are almost the same age. <laughs> I got a few months on you. Yeah. 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 
But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, you're both your brothers. Are both my brothers yeah. are seizure free. Oh, but shout out to Jamie, by the way. A happy Veterans Day to your brother. He served in the Marine Corps, like I served in the Air Force. I did. He's talking about my brother, but yeah. he's pointing to me. Oh no, it is your <laughs> don't brother. Get, don't get that confused. <laughs> His brother, Jamie. Um, if you if you do watch this, thank you for your service, Jamie. I appreciate it. Happy Veterans Day, brother. Hope you're well. Love you, kid. Um, but continue. Sorry. Yeah. So both both of my younger brothers were are fine. Um, awesome. James is. Uh, I think he suffers from asthma, and um, but physically he's fine. Uh, Daniel is healthy as a horse. He's eighteen, I think. God, he's going to be nineteen. Damn baby, I haven't seen him. He's going to be nineteen in December. He got. He's a pilot. Well, not officially. That's not what he does as a career. But he's, he's working. Training towards it. Training he's towards it. He's got his his private pilot's license. He's working the hours towards uh, yeah, a commercial. Good luck to you, Daniel, if you are watching or you do watch. I'm proud of you, buddy. And hopefully I get to meet you sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you since you were a baby, brother. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So as far as my dad goes, he hasn't had a seizure and as far as I know. and uh, But his father did. And Oh, wow. Really? It, so, yeah, my grandfather your, had. So it's on your paternal side. Yes. Yes. I thought it was on your maternal side, on your mom's no, side. No, it's all uh, my cousin on my dad's side. My my dad's sister's son, oldest son, okay. is uh, epileptic as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So there's a few few members of the family. I'm sure there may be more that I don't know about. I didn't really dig deep into my family history as far as epilepsy goes. But well, see, that was a and it's quite the opposite for me when I went to the hospital and they dug down. They're like. Who has epilepsy in your family? I'm yeah. like, nobody. Everybody, everyone has has heart conditions or stroke. Yeah, that's so, what they. That, that's a big thing they look for is lineage and yeah, and that, family history. And that's why they just jump to like, well, nothing's coming up on the EEG, so we're just going to assume it's psychogenic until the EEG. Psychogenic bump. meaning it's caused by my PTSD. Okay. But okay. The, what Jefferson saw was that they found bruising in the beginning, frontal um, lobe bruising. Okay. So the Jeff docs told me, well, your seizures are not psychogenic. Uh, they're definitely being caused by frontal lobe bruising. Now we've come to find out that it's actually temporal lobe epilepsy because I guess that's what happens through. It's actually very common through um, TBIs when you develop post-traumatic epilepsy to have a focus of te temporal lobe abnormalities. I did all this research on epilepsy.com, by the way, if you want to look them up. Um, they have, there's a link for them here. And they have a, a bunch of research in terms of like how and why these forms of epilepsy um, form in people such as Joe and myself, how he gets it genetically, how he got it genetically and how I got it through trauma. So uh, it's, it's a very broad subject. So check them out there. It gives you a more clear topic in writing to understand what I'm trying to get at because I can talk on and on about that. Yeah. But um, no, I know you when you, when, I start set your, when you set your heart on learning something, you, learn everything about it yeah it's funny because i'm <laughs> not a bad thing at all i i have ocd my OCD, i got diagnosed with um, obsessive compulsive disorder on top of my you know stammering and all the neurological bull bullshit that comes with having a tbi um and and actually i took it as a positive because when i start when i started doing this research into epilepsy like i just dove in for hours i stayed i was what you're doing i'm sitting up all goddamn night so i print because i can't stare at the screen all too long yeah because the flickering starts giving me a headache so i'm sitting here just with a light on you know or headlamps at night so i'm not waking up the baby and sam just reading 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 all this resource material you know do you read fast 
yeah, I read super goddamn fast. And then I get a headache. <laughs> I can read I can read like 10 pages in like a minute and then I take a break. I remember when we played music together as kids, uh, that's how it was with the guitar. It was all nighters all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, learning riffs in. and yeah, yeah, learning riffs, learning solos. And um, that's how I'm going hard in a jam session. That's how I've been going with um, now with this outdoor survival um, and like, you know, not just hiking, but like just getting outside and practicing survival skills. I can see why, too, because I mean, just driving in here, we're surrounded by woods. It's gorgeous. And especially this time of year with, you know, all the, the leaves and change of colors and everything it's beautiful oh uh, this is the best time and i in my see opinion. everybody out walking yeah. and going into little paths off the off the side of the road there's and it's, so it's, many nature trails around here and then a major preserve is literally like when you drove in did you see that little dog park i might have there's a little dog park and right behind that dog park is one of the major parks down here Oh yeah. yeah okay. So you're like this right there. Stone throw away. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, it's a beautiful area. And then right there, if you go into here, this is the major park for this neighborhood, the King's right Branch in here. Trail. Yeah, right here. That nice. trail right there is one of the trailheads. I think the, I see. Is there a little bridge in there? Yep, there is. Oh, you okay. can actually see it from yeah. right here. I've recorded it numerous times. So I mean, that's like you know, he. We both grew up. We're city boys. We're both from Philly. We went to grade school together, high school together, graduated together, um, and. You know, as a city boy coming out here to this like country part of Jersey, which is kind of urbanizing, but this is the one area here, and uh, still, there's a lot more green, man. Yeah, there's a lot more open fields, and and we got like you're saying, so parks. Uh, yeah, a lot more water. I mean, <laughs> it's beautiful. I mean, because the old neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm always gonna be Philly through and through. It's in my heart, like it's in his. You know, we born there, raised there, but yeah, absolutely. I don't plan on going back. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think I'm ever going to go back. Just to visit my mom. That's about it. Is it geese or what are they? Or no, dogs? That's, that's dogs over there. I think he's got like three shepherds in the back. I thought they were geese. <laughs> okay, guys, it is getting cold, so I want to do some fun things with Joe real yes. quick before we get going. Let's um, do it. So I have a little game here. I made three different kinds of jer jerky for my trail. You made this. I made this. Okay. Yes, I um have a. I'll show you the machine when we get inside. I have a dehydrator. So first piece, we're gonna call name that meat. Name that meat. It looks like bacon. What is bacon? Tastes like bacon. What kind of bacon? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's three different, four different kinds, five different kinds of bacon. Mm. Joe does win a prize, by the way, and I will show you on Instagram what that prize is if he guesses it right. If I get it right, yeah, you got to get at least two out of three. So there's four different kinds of bacon. Yeah, but this is really common. Yeah, it tastes like pork. <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah, it tastes like pork. It's turkey. Is it? Yeah. That's I'm... delicious, dude. I'm... That's the best turkey bacon I've ever had. <laughs> no lie. Um, my grand or my grandfather, my stepfather, God bless him, is a Muslim. Met my mom when I was a young kid. Great man, by the way. Introduced me to turkey bacon. And I thought I would never enjoy it. There's been very, very few instances where I did, but it was with a full breakfast, eggs, toast, hash browns, so I could mix it all together and not really taste it. This tastes like bacon. This bacon, is, bacon. This is 12 hours smoked and dehydrated. That's or, delicious. So, I mean, four hours smoked, eight hours dehydrated, so 12 hours total prep time. Next one. All right. This should be easy. Um, 
Just give me a little piece. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a big jerky guy. I'll give you a tiny rip. Oh, uh, uh, well, that was dead. For the birds. <laughs> for the birds. Oh, we got, we got. Um, this is jerky? Yes. Okay. Mm. Now, it's made out of hot dogs. And I, all right, let me give you a hint, guys. <laughs> I'm Paolo Pescatarian, Joe. I don't know if you know that. I should have watched my I don't palate. Eat, I don't eat pork or I don't eat beef. You don't? No. Oh, well, there's a no. <laughs> <laughs> so this should be pretty easy for you. Yeah, you're saying four different types of bacon. In reality, there's two. <laughs> I just wanted to catch them off guard. Mm. Yeah, I haven't. Um, since, Delicious, though. Oh, thank you. Since March, I haven't eaten... Um, uh, a lick of pork or that's probably helped in my any red meat or only eat fish and chicken and turkey that's it good for you I'm, it's hard it was hard I'm at a, first i'm a savage i'll eat anything <laughs> don't get me wrong there's days i do mistake but um no oh, I, yeah i i think it, it attribute a lot to i don't eat a lot of red meat but I, I love a good filet man no i'll still eat a philly chicken cheesesteak don't get me wrong <laughs> with that provolone on it or buffalo chicken cheesesteak give me a filet mignon Oh man! All right, final piece. This I'll give you a small because these are huge. Now this is gonna be easy. Oh, you didn't guess what meat that one was, by the way. You said hot dogs. It is hot dog, but what kind of bird did it come from? That gave you the hint. Well, if it's a hot dog, that's just leftovers. Well, no, it's a specific <laughs> bird. There's your hint. It can be one of two Chicken. birds. Bingo! <laughs> I got one. All right, final piece. It's like kibble. It, dude, it tastes really good. What do you think? This is actually my favorite one, and I, a lot of people don't like this one, but this is actually my favorite one. It tastes like manly as shit. <laughs> What's it? it tastes like sausage, right? Yep. It is sausage. It tastes like that. Jimmy Dean's. Bingo! <laughs> it's Jimmy Beans. Jimmy Dean's. What? Sausage. Turkey. Bingo. There you go. You got two out of three, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so he won the prize. It is. That is Jimmy Dean's. I actually hydrated it for 12 hours the will feral um so for you hikers out there and you hiker trash you know those um mountain house meals we eat wait time out did you just shit on your own viewers <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm hiker trash too i mean i i when i come home from maybe a hike, that's the thing it I is know. i mean when we come i come home from a hike and a lot of my fellow hikers know this we kind of dump our shit everywhere mm. and it takes like two days for me to clean it up you know so it's like just a fucktastic hiker trash mess. So that's what I'll bleep out all the curses. I have to do that yeah, for my younger viewers who do come on here. So they're gonna hear a lot of bleeps throughout this entire century. I didn't but, say that much then. And it'd be funny, but um, yeah, all Apollo. This is gonna be part of the kit that I'll be taking with me to Wharton for my Batona trip this week and on my survival challenge. This is the only protein I'm allowed to eat. When I run out of this, I'm out of meat. So I got to keep, I got a fish to go. So this has to last me six days and I've been nibbling on it, giving it to him, giving it to my wife, giving it to my kid. So let's see. So this is for your six day trip coming up. Yep. I decided I was going to go ahead and pack a bag of Mountain House dehydrated meals. I'm like, you know what? That's not how my ancestors would do it. You can have more of that if you want. No, I don't want to take from your rations. I mean, six days. That's about, I mean, that's three pound. That's a three pound bag. Is it? Yeah. That's three pounds. This is a pound. This would be the first to go if I was out there with him. This is going to be the first I'd to go. I'd probably be hoarding this at night. 
This would be the last to go. Out of all three, I like this the least, but this is Sam's favorite. That's funny. This is your favorite, and that's my favorite. That's funny. So we all have different favorites on these. That's, that's but this does, big. yeah, it tastes good. really goddamn good. And Very that, good. Because again, I smoke it, then I dehydrate it. So it's a two-step process. And I've never had it like that. I've always had it, you know, warm out of a pan yeah. at breakfast. Well, th what I love about this is, dude, I can keep this um, in this bag for I don't know six, eight weeks. No worries, it won't go bad. And especially with that in there. Yeah. That with that food. Pack. You do one of them vacuum bags, you probably get it longer. I can get six months. Shit. Uh, that's on my uh, Amazon wish list, by the way, which I'll be <laughs> posting for you guys. If you want to get me some free stuff, that'd be cool. Because I keep getting stuff and I appreciate it. And um, but I do have stuff I actually need, and that's on the wish list. So I'll post a link to that on my page. <laughs> All right. So we're running short on time here, and uh, me and Joe have some things to do. So any um, closing statements you want to make on today's show? Uh, no, not really. Thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Man. I appreciate you, you doing this. And like I said, your your advocacy of this is uh, of, of epilepsy is quite inspiring to myself. Okay, and... Okay. Uh, well, it's cases you know, like anybody yours. out there support support us, and when I say us, I mean all of us epileptics. The, yes, uh, it's a real thing that doesn't get the respect it deserves. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not trying to. Sorry for coughing that way. Um, I'm just clearing phlegm. <laughs> Edit that out. Uh, it it really we we did, there is some sort of stigma attached to this. Disease? Is it a disease? Is, is it, it a sickness? It's. I don't know how to phrase it. I don't know how to phrase it. Either. I never. I, mean, I, 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 I never think of it that way. I just think of it as I. Neither have do it. I. I don't. I don't know. Can one of you fellow epileptics in the comments section below answer that for us? What do you categorize? Do, categorize is it a it disease? That? An illness? Uh, it's kind of like what's an the unknown. word? Yeah, because even the doctors don't even know what to call it. They're like, we don't know. You know, for took a, they don't know where a it's coming syndrome. from. Syndrome. Yeah. I feel like George Costanza now. Yeah. Is what it is a it? syndrome? <laughs> lupus? Is it lupus? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> All right. Anyway, Joe. but yeah, if if you could just um, you know, I'm not saying donate, I'm not saying uh I am. march. But, you know, there are things you can do. There are there are march for epilepsies and walks for epilepsy and run for runs for epilepsy, hikes for epilepsy. <laughs> My man's got you covered on the hiking bit, so just subscribe, like, share, uh, learn a little bit and, you know, take the time to listen, I think is the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, I'll have a link posted. I've usually been putting in most of my videos for November since it's Epilepsy November for cureepilepsy.com. I'm sorry, cureepilepsy.org and for epilepsy.com. And I'll have a link to my fundraiser that I'm running on Facebook. Uh, we're almost at our goal. Our minimum goal was 200. We we had like three other links and we actually raised over $400. Nice. But on the first page that I actually learned how to properly create it, because this is a whole new process for me running a fundraiser. I've never done yeah. that before. Yeah. And it actually takes a little more work and intelligence than I thought. I actually had to sit down it and organize time. it. takes time. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to be organized. So I had to actually, with Sam's help, it, took, it really did take her help to sit down and step-by-step step organize the fundraiser. So I do have it up. It is up and active, and it will be active until, I'm going to run it until the end of the year. I was going to stop it in November, but I'm like, you know what? Epilepsy is an ongoing thing, so we're going to run this until 2021. Why there not? There we go. So 2020 it, was a bitch. Yeah. I mean, 2020 was my year, though, for me. I lost a lot of weight. But besides everything else happened to the world and this COVID nonsense and you know, horrible restrictions we have going on, you know, this has been my year. I lost over 110 pounds. <laughs> 
I mean, I got outside, I got up, I was able to, you know, I regained my peripheral vision back. That was huge. So, I mean, this has been my year and um, there's been a lot of downs, but I've been looking at it from a positive aspect. So, but like Joe said, guys, um, thank you for watching. I appreciate it. If you like this content, please hit that like button, subscribe and hit that little bell notification so you can be updated every time we upload a new episode. So thanks again for watching, guys. As always, leave no trace. Peace. Take care. There you go, folks. That's going to do it for this special bonus episode. I hope you learned a little bit about epilepsy as well as yours truly. It was fun seeing Drew. We always have a great time when we're together, and I wish him all the best. And I'm sure this won't be the last time we collaborate. Until then... Keep your eyes on the feed for more true crime and be sure to check out the video of this episode on Drew's YouTube channel as well as his Instagram at Hiking with Epilepsy. If you want to get in touch with me or James, you can find us on Twitter at Joe underscore the host or at a dark tale pod. And James can be found at James Nuz. That's N-U-Z. And be sure to check out adarktale.com for the free catalog of all our episodes, completely ad-free. There's also a blog page, some of our original music, and a donate button where you can contribute to keeping the overhead of the show as low as possible and earn yourself an executive producer credit on a future episode of A Dark Tale. Stay safe, everyone. 